0: This is Bobby Boucher from the Fifty Shades of Boucher podcast, and you're listening to Sports Done Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Ah, yes. Change is good. And when it comes to sports talk, keeping it real ain't wrong. It's Sports Done Right. Coming to you live from the new Palacio Grounds of Wright Manor, where the sports governor of Minnesota, Vince Wright, delivers a weekly address unpacking and commanding all things Minnesota, Midwest, and sports talk. And yes, because your governor is also the big smooth, he's gone nationwide, folks, and can sometimes be found debating the Big Ten, Midwest, and other hot topics from his winter home, the Western White House. And while locations may change, one thing remains the same. This is Sports Done Right.
2: What up everybody? Vince Wright, the sports governor coming to you from the Western Governor's Mansion here talking Minnesota sports from the home of the Super Bowl sports done right is in Phoenix, Arizona. And let's just get right to it. First off, got to thank the fine folks, Pigskin Podcast Network, where you find the show. Also, our sponsors, Cultivated CBD, the best CBD products out there. Again, I got nothing but good reviews from the friends that have purchased those products. I've given some friends some samples to help them with their aches and pains and anxiety. And they are just loving cultivated CBD. And I'm telling you something, man. Those folks know what they're doing. Also, our friends, the Nelson family over at 7th Avenue Pizza. Make sure you get you some, as the gov likes to say best frozen pizza the breakfast pizza my friends the breakfast pizza is what's going off now as well every I mean everything you want for breakfast on a pizza sausage eggs bacon it's all there and it's delicious so all right man let's get right to it Timberwolves getting rid of D'Angelo Russell he's going back to the Lakers back in LA Mike Conley former Ohio State product coming to the Timberwolves, uh, reuniting with his big man, Rudy Gobert. I think that that is some of the philosophy behind this deal. Uh, deal just went down a little bit ago here, so uh, I am just going to read a little bit of the article from the Star Tribune. I'm just let me give my proper credit. This is from Chris Hine. And as the Timberwolves prepare for their game against Utah, some players were in the locker room, blah, blah, blah. Um, The deal finally did go down. So, as he says, this will likely be the last time they see Russell's name in the Wolves' locker room. And here, the other part of this trade is a pair of former Wolves. Jared Vanderbilt and Malik Beasley, both of whom were traded together just before the deadline to Minnesota in 2020, and were traded out in the Rudy Gobert deal last summer, would be part of the package going from Utah to the Lakers. The Wolves are also receiving uh, the Jazz's shooting guard, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, and three second-round picks from the Jazz in 2024, 2025, and 2026, kind of making up for the possible drafts that they gave up in the Rudy Gobert trade as well. So uh, on a personal level, always liked D'Angelo Russell. Seems like a nice guy. I've never had any personal interactions with him or anything like that. But, you know, it, there were he had his good moments. He had his bad moments and you know you but you always knew what you were going to get with D'Angelo Russell as well so I think now that he's gone again the Timberwolves Wolves Nation we are in this unknown so to speak here as well so what's going to happen as I just said by bringing in Conley I think the Timberwolves are hoping that familiarity between him and the big guy Gobert can in a sense jumpstart this team Really, you know, just something, some spark that can get this team going. You know, supposedly we got the other big guy, Carl Anthony Towns, returning later this month. We got to see how that transition is going to be with him coming back. The Timberwolves on a recent win streak took a loss the other night. But, you know, we will see. We will see. I, I think... um I, I don't know. I, it's it's a deal that doesn't really you know get me energized in the ho- in any way. It's just one of those deals you're just gonna have to wait and see. And in a couple weeks, are we gonna be saying, "See, the Timberwolves, they did it again. Shot themselves in the foot. Got rid of D'Angelo. Uh, you know, D'Angelo's balling out with L.A. now. See, look, it happened again. Or Does this somehow work out for the Timberwolves? And to see if, you know, again, with the big guy coming back, this truly transitioning now into Anthony Edwards' team. And I think Conley, too, is going to be more of a facilitator. You don't really need him to score. I think he's only averaging 10 points. But if he can facilitate, as they say, the floor general type of uh, guard, maybe it can be beneficial for the Timberwolves. So... Um, you know, not a whole lot to really break down about it right now. We will see. Uh, Conley is older though. He's 35. Russell's, I think he's about to turn 27. I think it said in the article I was reading here. Uh, Yes, yes. So uh, interesting, but we will see. We will see. You know, Mike Conley, former Ohio State product, a very good player back in the day, was taken fourth overall. Um, You know, there was talent there, but Older guy, we will see if it can work out for the Wolves, who at this point are really just trying to find something to get cohesiveness going with this team as well. So uh, good luck to the Timberwolves. Uh, We'll see how they do um, tonight. And we'll see how this um, plays out as well because Timberwolves need something man and as we said here that game has started Timberwolves are up 17-12 in the first quarter other games going tonight you got the Pacers and the heat Spurs and Raptors Hornets and Wizards Kings and Rockets and so on so forth yada 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 Western Conference standings as of tonight. Timberwolves in the ninth position. You know, a win moves them up so much because, again, all these teams are really kind of congested together outside of the top two or three. But, uh, you know, Timberwolves, again, is where you got to string wins together because you don't want to be on the outside of this play-in tournament looking in. And right now at nine, that's what they're doing. A couple nights ago, they were as high as six. You know, so – We will see. Again, uh, Golden State with a couple wins has eked in front of them. New Orleans with a couple wins has eked in front of them. Those two teams were just behind them a couple days ago. We'll see what would happen there. Congratulations to LeBron James on passing the cap. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, by the way, Uh, all-time leading scorer in the NBA, 38,000 plus points he's going to add a whole lot more before he said before it's said and done and listen you know I I I tell the story initially coming into the league wasn't a big LeBron guy you know I'm an old school dude who's this dude you know ESPN showing this this high school kids game on TV I mean who who do they think they are get off of my yard you young people And, you know, the kid comes to the league and I tell the story, you know, a friend of mine had some tickets down low one night, Cleveland's in town, may have been his second year in the league, somewhere right in there. And I was just taken aback. The kid, the way he was just calling out the plays and running his team and everything, it was just like, this kid is that young, but has this much, you know, just leadership in him to just be running an NBA team at like 19 or 20 and and to be doing it well to the point now with four rings going home to Cleveland and bringing them a ring and I was joking with a Facebook friend of mine from Cleveland who you know some of the comments on his page guys were calling them overrated and this and that Here's the thing about LeBron, and, and, you know, I'm done with the argument, you know, who's better, him or Jordan. You know, I'm a Jordan guy. That's just kind of the time I grew up in. You know, Jordan had two three-peats. I I do contend that the Chicago Bulls, if Jordan's dad wouldn't have been murdered and he wouldn't have quit basketball for whatever reason, you know, the conspiracy theories are he owed so much in gambling, blah, 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 blah. I don't care if if i think if his dad wasn't murdered and he would have stayed playing basketball that chicago bulls team probably could have you know made a run at the old boston celtics what did i think the old celtics won like 11 championships in 13 years or something like that the bulls would have been right there i think the bulls would have probably won close to that close to that and but that's just me lebron james and and i've heard people say this and i think it's the perfect kind of description for lebron james is nobody has been as good as long as lebron james and the sports governor vince right here on the sports done right podcast totally i totally agree with that The guy is 38 years old, and he's averaging 30 30 points still. 30 points a game. When he's out there, he doesn't short you. I know people talk about the Dallas Mavericks final where it looked like he was just pissed off and kind of gave up and whatnot. You know, that was so long ago. You know, yeah, might be really the only bad point of his career. But outside of that good family dude, You know, the Fox News people will tell you to shut up and play basketball. Dude, you don't hear about him cheating on his wife. Family man, you know, nobody's in trouble. Kid's doing good. He's probably going to, before it's said and done, probably wind up playing with both of his sons in the NBA. I mean, props to you, LeBron. Props to you. And, you know, yeah, we can argue about, well, you know, Kareem stayed in college and, 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 you know, if Kareem came out, he'd, I I get that. And and you got to kind of separate the two. You know, the record is what the record is. And we know, you know, hey, LeBron came out right out of high school. He had basically a four-year head start to catch the record. And it's fine. It's cool. Very happy to see him get the record. You know, grew up Magic Johnson is my favorite ball player, so I grew up a Lakers guy. You know, love Kareem, all that stuff. And and Kareem and LeBron are not, you know, close by any means. They've they've had their issues um regarding you know some social justice issue stuff and speaking up on things like that. But Kareem was there, and he was smiling, and they gave passed the torch, as they like to say. And, you know, it was, it was good to see. It was good to see. You know, a historic moment in the NBA. Things like that don't happen often. At home, in front of the Lakers crowd. And, and really, you know, because the game outside of that was going the other way. So, you know, good for them and good for LeBron, man. So, you know, no LeBron hate here from the sports governor by any means. And, you know, the the problem with the Lakers is, and let's talk about them a little bit here, is you got Jeannie Buss, and I don't know what she's doing out there. And nothing against Jeannie Buss. But what are the Los Angeles Lakers doing? Ever ever since Magic left do <laughs> you ever think you hear ever since Magic Johnson left, there just doesn't really seem to be a little any plan going on out there in Los Angeles. And I I would love to know what they're doing because here they are, year two with LeBron. They're 13th, they're 25 and 30, they're you know uh thirteenth seed here in the West, way out of the playoffs as of right now. And can you imagine if the Lakers two years in a row now missed the playoffs with LeBron James and Anthony Davis? Westbrook is now out of LA as part of this deal we talked about with D'Angelo He's going to Utah where Utah, it sounds like more than likely, is going to buy out his contract and he'll be a free agent and I'd be interested to see where Westbrook signs and where he goes. He's going to have offers. But I also was not a fan of the Westbrook signing. Uh, I, you know, I just don't know what he was going to bring to L.A. outside of, a, you know, some good scoring nights. But as we saw, this whole fit just it was not happening, was not happening in L.A. And, you know, from the front office down, because I don't think the front office is getting the blame that they need to be getting out there in Los Angeles, too. Because, look, man, when you have one of the 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 diamonds of the of of the entire sporting world. I mean, you got to do better than this uh, genie bus and, and whoever else is in control out there because this is embarrassing. Kyrie Irving is out of Brooklyn. He is off to Denver. Says he wasn't respected. Says, you know, didn't, felt, didn't feel like Brooklyn had his back. And he was just tired of it. And he wants out and he got out we'll see what happens in Dallas you know on the nobody has any issues with Kyrie on the on the court you know some people get pissed off and disagree with what he does off the court and what he says and this and that the only issue i've really only had is he seems to be off the court a lot with just things that you know he kind of gets in the mood sometimes and he's off the court for a while and it's like you're paying big money to have this guy on the court because he's one of the best players in the world to try and help you achieve a championship so we will see how this goes in Dallas he says look he's looking forward to playing um you know down there in Dallas he is um looking forward to playing with uh Luca and um I mean, this could be something very tremendous. Or this can go the entire different way. So, stay tuned. It's going to be very interesting. But hey, props to Dallas. Props to Mark Cuban. Everybody thought that, by the way, that he was going to uh, wind up going out to Los Angeles. That didn't happen. And Mark Cuban, you know, he's good on Mark Cuban because he's got to let people know that Dallas is a destination as well. Dallas is, you know, the what the fourth, fifth largest city in the country, whatever it is, over a million people in the city proper, uh, a few more million in the D- Dallas Metroplex between Dallas and Fort Worth. Great area, great weather in the winter, all that stuff won a championship a few years ago, has one of the the best players in the world on their team, get the guy some help. And we'll see if Kyrie is indeed that help. So um, outside of that, we'll get into the NBA a little bit more. We got the Super Bowl coming up here. We got Kansas City, and we have the Philadelphia Eagles. And by the way, uh, on the show and coming up here, Um, I have an interview with one of my dear, dear friends, John Fisher. John Fisher is an Eagles super fan. He's also a radio uh, host, podcast host down in the Atlanta GA area. And he is uh, going to tell you a little bit about his Philadelphia Eagles and why he thinks they are going to win the Super Bowl As well. Props I had one of my other friends, a Kansas City fan, set up. He had some issues. He wasn't able to record before we did this podcast. So you're just gonna get John Fisher's view here from the Eagles side. I'll try and fill in some points on the Kansas City side and you know what we're looking for there to see if they can pull off another Super Bowl victory as well. But this is my friend John Fisher. Out of Atlanta, Georgia, he's an Eagles super fan, podcasting and radio host talking about his Eagles. All right, everybody, we are back, sports done right, and we are joined on the show tonight by not only is he one of my homies from the ATL Atlanta, Georgia, but he is also an Eagles super fan. And I thought to myself, you know, it's been a minute since I've talked to John Fisher and you know he's been appearing on you know not only does he do his own show but he's on a whole bunch of podcasts back from the you know the X Squad days and things like that. So I thought I'd bring Jay Fish in, talk Eagles and you know to get it from somebody who really knows the team because you know that I'm the sports governor of Minnesota. I'm not sports governor of Pennsylvania. So with that being said, want to welcome the one and only John Fisher to the Sports Done Right show. What's up, Fish? How you doing, brother?
3: Hey, SportsGov, man. I'm doing good. I appreciate all the parties you gave me back in the day. You don't have to worry about getting me anymore. You know what I'm saying? I, I <laughs> right. You're right. your, your more so. uh, yeah behaving. But I, I appreciate, man. Look, we go back a long way, you know, and it feels yep. good to be able to chop it up with you, man. So what we got going
2: on? All right, man. So first off, Fish, I mean – Here's the thing, and I was t- I was telling John this right before um, I hit the record button. Here, the one thing about Jay Fish this year in particular, he has not backed down with uh, predicting his Eagles to get to where they are today, which is the Super Bowl. He he kind of came across as cocky to some people, but I, you know he just I think he had confidence in his squad. And Fish, before we kind of break down the nuts and bolts of the offense and the defense and all that. Hey man, talk to me, man. Why were you so confident this year that the Eagles were gonna get to the Super Bowl? Well, God, you
3: know, when I when I look at it, I just looked at the uglies, you know, and and the uglies is what start everything for me, in my opinion.
1: Okay. So you
3: got the offensive line, you got the defensive line, you know, and Sorry about, sorry, sorry, sorry about that. You got the offensive line, you got the defensive line, and when you can dominate on both sides of the ball, and you can make the game a physical game, you are in every single football game that you can imagine. You know, like so, um, I don't know, like, like we thought Jason Kelsey might have retired last year. He comes right. back, right. and and he's, he's playing at an all pro level. But when you can dominate the line of scrimmage, and this is the same thing that the Philadelphia Eagles were able to do the last time they won a the Super Bowl, we were able to dominate the line of scrimmage. Like you know, it, it, it sky's the limit, bro. You know, and 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 when you see those type of things happening, and you got a quarterback playing at an all-time level, you got a quarterback right. playing um, who is willing to that he has to prove himself, quote unquote. You know, it, 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 everything has just ha- happened to come together at the same time, and and I, and I'm happy to be um, a Eagles fan right now.
2: Oh, you know, I bet you are, sir. <clears throat> because here's the thing, and you know, let's talk about that quarterback. Because when when Jalen was in the draft, I personally on my show, I was begging Minnesota John Fisher to take this kid. Um, You know, I grew up, I hate Alabama football, but, you know, I got to put personal feelings aside because Jalen Hurts, man, in college, whether it was Alabama, whether it was when he went over to Oklahoma for a quick minute, now with your Eagles, I mean, just very impressive, man, so, you know, talk to us about the uh, maturity of of Jalen into this quarterback role as maybe the the um, the best example of the, the current-day dual-threat quarterback?
3: Well, when you think about Jalen and you think about the progression um, of his, you know, of his play, that is enough to be said as, as is. But then when you think about his leadership, you know, he's a coach's son. His dad right. has coached him, you know, almost all the way, right? So yeah. you have, you know, maybe uh, Pee Wee League, and then you got, you got, you know, you got your junior leagues, and then you got high school and all that stuff. But then you go and get coached by Nick Saban, you know, who arguably is one of the best coaches in, in, in college football history, yeah. and for you to be able to handle. Getting taken out of a game in the, the championship the highest game. stages. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You see what I'm saying?
2: Yep.
3: And you can handle being, being taken out of that and still being able to root for your teammates. It's almost like you know your time is coming. You know your time is coming. Okay, well, it is what it is. It didn't work out here. He goes to Oklahoma. He balls out. Yep. He's a Heisman uh, Trophy candidate. And you look at when he comes to the league, people are like, oh, well, why would Philadelphia do that? They already have Carson Wentz. And you wouldn't you necessarily expect him to fall where he mm-hmm. fell to. We would have thought that Jalen Jenner- <laughs> Hurts was a, was a first-round draft pick, but he wasn't. And for him to endure everything that he has endured and find himself in the position that he does right now, I yeah. think it just speaks to the character of the man. Oh, like that. Not uh, not the character of the player, the character of the man.
2: Absolutely. I mean, you know, from when he was pulled from that championship game, like you said, you know, in there, you know, to his biggest cheerleader, to where he is today. And, you know, that's why I wanted him on the Vikings. You know, not to say I foresaw any of this, but I mean, it just seemed like he would have been such a great fit for our team. I'm glad it worked out for him or hey, is hey, working y'all, out for him.
3: You all already, already got an eagle. Y'all got, y'all got Justin yeah. Jefferson. He should have been eagle. Don't worry about
2: it. No, no, yeah, yeah. you all messed up on that one. <laughs> that's true, that's true. No, nah, hey, keep man, going, go. my, bad, my but, bad. No, no, you cool. But, hey, but here's the thing, man. And, you know, the Vikings had two picks. I think uh, they were at 23 and 25. Jalen Hurts was available at both of those. They bypassed him. And, you know, not that I was shocked because the Vikings were never truly seriously thinking about Jalen Hurts. But, man, I just thought it was a hugely missed opportunity to bring in somebody, just like you just said, a character dude, showed it on the field and off the field, handling handling that, uh, you know, very, very interesting situation that he had to go through with Bama, going over to Oklahoma. And you know, hey, Oklahoma's a, a you know historic program in their own right. To lead them, you know, the way he did as well, very impressive. And the other thing too, this year is a lot of people, you know, they know he runs a lot, but 760 yards rushing for Jalen Hurts as well. Fish, I mean, he is the uh, you know atypical. Broke, he dude he, he broke the
3: record. He broke the record for uh, rushing touchdowns by a quarterback, which is uh, uh, 15. Um, right. Yeah. yeah and, exactly.
2: Yep.
3: And you think about it, um, Jalen Hurst was almost. You know, I mean, and and they took him down a little bit, but he was he was almost Lamar Jackson. You, you see what I'm saying? Whereas, mm-hmm. like, they asked him at the combine, right? Yep. Would he be willing to change position? Change position. You know. So yep. imagine. You, you know, we think about Warren Moon. You know, we think about Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy from the uh, golfers, yeah. People, uh, uh, Tony Dungy actually changed his position. Warren Moon did not right. change his position, and I think it was right for Jalen Hurts to say, "No, I'm not going to change my position." I think it was right for someone of a Lamar Jackson to not run a forty. Like, no, I'm not going to let you put me in the in, in a particular box. Put you
2: box in the box, exactly. To say,
3: you know. I'm not going to let you put put me in a particular box and say, "Oh, well, you're so athletic, you should be this instead of being that," you know. Right. And 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 we and we look at it. Jalen Hurts was runner-up for uh, for the MVP, and we look at Lamar Jackson. Lamar. He has an MVP, right? So, and, like, yeah. The, the the plight of the, the black quarterback
2: has progressed so much, you 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 can't ignore it. Right. Exactly. And then. You know, the, you know he's battling Mahomes, another black quarterback, the history that goes with that. But let me transgress to the rest of the offense here, Fish. And, again, we got John Fisher joining us, uh, the one and only uh, Eagle super fan out of Atlanta, Georgia. And make uh, sure you, know, you check him out and follow him on all the social media as well. All right, Fish, let's just get to it here. You got a running back, Mr. Sanders, over there. You know, along with this dual-threat quarterback, this gentleman's rushed for almost 1,300 yards. Um, Tell the people who don't really know a lot about the Eagles' offense. I mean, we just talked about Jalen, but let's talk about this running game a little bit. What does Miles Sanders bring to the table?
3: Well, you know, Gov, I think uh, Miles Sanders really brings a lot to the table. And to me, uh, I think – Nick Sirianni, you know he has a, he has a tendency to get cute, mm-hmm. just like most uh, quote unquote offensive geniuses. And sometimes he'll he'll get away from Miles Sanders. He'll he'll try to go to the passing game early. But I think uh, our team's strength is running the football. And okay. the only problem with Miles Sanders is that he played behind Saquon Barkley. <laughs> right. Oh, right. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. Like mm-hmm. the only problem with Miles Sanders is that he played behind Saquon Barkley, so he wasn't necessarily going to be a star, you know, uh in college. However, I think he's a hard nosed runner. He can make the cuts, he can run between tackles, he can bounce it outside, he can do everything that you ask a running back to do. And for as long as our offensive line is is dominant as we are, I just think sky's the limit, especially for Miles. Now, um, I will say this. Okay. We're going to have to pay. We're going to have to pay Miles. We're going to yeah. have to pay Miles, you know. So, is it a situation where Miles says, okay, well, I'll take a hometown discount to be a part of an organization that, you know, still has two first-round draft picks or do I just want to go get my money, you know. So, it, it, it's really on Miles. And I think it's on the team, um, but I, but I, but I, but I, I, it, that was I think Miles Sanders drafting Miles Sanders, and even having Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell our running game, and, and, and not to mention Jalen Hurts,
2: like right. our running
3: game is, is superior to
2: none. No, I mean it's a valid point, Fish, and uh, you know I mean I'm I've looked at the stats. I'm looking at some stats right now, and you're very I mean it, it's. Very impressive. And that brings me to the impressive wide receiving core. A.J. Brown has almost 1,500 yards. Devontae Smith has almost 1,200 yards. Your tight end, go there, 700-plus yards receiving. And your third, um, Watkins, back there, you know, he had 354 yards. He had three touchdowns. You know, I mean, that ain't too too shabby either. I mean, you know, for a third. Talk about the receiving core, man, because, again, you know the eagles i don't know maybe it's just me maybe it's because you know i'm i'm in minnesota but you know you just you know you hear about aj brown and smith obviously but you know talk about the core of this you know these wide receivers and the tight end core there, fish
3: well well go when I, when i look at the receiving core um i have to give credit to the gm Right, and Mm -hmm. we, uh, (laughs) your Minnesota Vikings were uh, a direct descendant, a a direct recipient of us making the mistake at wide receiver, right? And we let Justin Jefferson literally slip through our cracks, through the cracks of our hands. So when I look at Philadelphia and what we were able to do as far as to say, okay, hey, look, We'll trade a, a draft pick, and we'll go out go, go out there and get um, someone like an AJ Brown. Yeah, he's not six five, um, but he is the type of receiver that has an, an extremely like his catch radius is ridiculous. It, 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 throw the ball! Oh, you, you remember? Um, I know you know as a Randy Moss fan, as as a Minnesota fan, just chuck it up there, dog. Right, just yeah, chuck it up yeah, there, dog. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna get it for you. Yeah. And 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 when you look at what Philadelphia has been able to do, um, even with saying, okay, well, we we missed here, we missed we missed on Jalen Reagan, we missed on JJ, ortega a Whiteside. However, we're able to maneuver ourselves in, in a position to say, okay, we can correct those mistakes. We can right. correct those mistakes. We can go out there and get an AJ Brown. We can go out there and we can uh, uh, draft an Devontae Smith. Now, drafting Devontae Smith did not look good at first, but when you put him opposite of AJ Brown, right? I mean, he, he's Sky guys, the limit, and you know then you, yes, you, yes, you can have what you want, See what you want. You see what I'm saying? Oh, so, absolutely. I bad. just think like, I just feel like, um, Gulf, realistically speaking. When, as a, as a, as an organization, when you can realize that you made a mistake and you can move on from your mistakes and say, okay, we're going to move on from this mistake and try to correct the mistake, then you know that that, that that's really good, and right. it's it's panned out for us, you know. Now we'll we'll see how how it looks yeah. moving forward because Devontae's is going to be looking for money.
2: Of course. And, yep. you know, Jalen's going to
3: be looking – obviously, Jalen's going to be looking for money, but that's, what you're looking for is, is right now. And we still have two first uh, first first-round draft
2: picks. Nice. Nice. Well, that's the other thing. And, you know, Jalen Rager, Minnesota Viking now. It would be interesting. I'm going to be real interested to see how he works out for us next year. Isn't that show. funny? Yeah, right. Isn't yeah. that funny? Yeah, now we got <laughs> J.J. and Rager, right? So – we'll see what happens there but hey man talk about because you just touched on it and we'll get to the defense here in a second we got john fisher on the sports done right podcast this organization seems to know what the hell they're doing you know um, another super bowl appearance eagles always you know yeah of course like a lot of teams there may be a down year here and there but for the most part eagles are always in the mix What is it about the organization? Have they finally just said, you know, because I think some organizations just look at themselves like, look, we're the Philadelphia Eagles. We're going to try and put our best foot forward every year to, to give these fans, you know, the best product on the field. So, you know, what is it, Fish? What do you like about, you know, the GM, the president, the owners, you know, because they seem to be doing a hell of a job.
3: Um, you know what? To me, Gus, uh, I really think it's the ability to say we were wrong, right? The ability, the the ability to move on from a Carson Wentz who once had tremendous talent. Yeah. You know. Um. You know. And 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 to say, okay, we're gonna move on from Carson Wentz. And I wasn't a big fan of moving on from Doug Peterson, however. Um, you know, we did what we did. We brought Nick Seriani in, yeah. and his, intro- his, his his introductory uh, press conference, you, you were just like, oh, my God, Philly's in trouble. You know, well, what does he do? In the first year, he decides to change his offense when the offense wasn't looking right. Mm-hmm. He changed his offense. And we make the playoffs. Yes, we got whacked by um Tampa Bay. However, you come back the next year and you are virtually or I ain't gonna say I ain't gonna say virtually, literally, you are the best team in the conference. You know, so um uh I, I, I give a lot of credit to Howie Roseman to even even because look at what you look at what we got going on with Doug Peterson. Right. Doug Peterson comes into another mess down there in Jacksonville. He gets into the playoffs. So mm-hmm. you would say, hey, why would you want to move on from a coach like that? And I think it was a PR move only because Doug Peterson did. Well, if Doug Peterson did not do what he did in in, in that game against uh, Washington, um, you know, or in the game against the Giants, allowing the Washington, allowing Washington to get in. Well, we're looking at different draft status, right? right? We, we we don't get Devontae Smith, you know? So, and you know, uh, Doug Peterson to me is always going to be an eagle, no matter what team he coaches. And, uh, you look at Howie Roseman, he's been able to be like the Brian Cashman. And I know you're a big baseball guy, uh, Doug. Brian Cashman, you know, has been given more leeway from the right. Yankees, than he, he should maybe maybe he should be. And I think that's the same with, with Howie Roseman,
2: but Howie Roseman is cashing in right now. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, and again, John Fisher joining us, talking Philadelphia Eagles, the Super Bowl this Sunday down down here, as I like to say, in Phoenix, Arizona. All right, Fish, let's talk about this defense, man. I'm just going to, you know, some of these names, just a very impressive season, you know, uh, T.J. Edwards, uh, Darius Slay. I mean, on and on and on it goes, but yet you don't really hear a lot about the defense, you know, Gardner Johnson, Marcus Epps. Um, This defense is a no-nonsense defense that when they are hitting on all cylinders, You know, they are very, very intimidating. They're not the 85 Bears or anything like that, at least, you know, perception-wise, but these dudes can play, man. So, you know, talk about this defense. As they say, defense wins championships, Fish. So what can people expect out of the Philadelphia's defense if everything goes according to plan? Well,
3: I think you you, you, you can expect a lot. And granted, yeah, they're not the 85 Bears. However, they did. It's an extra game. It's an extra game. Yeah, now, of course, um, that's, that's in, our game.
2: Yep, it is what it However,
3: is. However, Philadelphia did have 70 sacks this season. You know what I'm saying? So you think about they were the only team this season, we can say, that challenged the uh, the 85 Bears as far as sack-wise. So – um while I wouldn't say this is an all-time defense, I would say this is an all-time pass rush.
2: Okay. okay.
3: You know, to, to have 70 sacks and be able mm-hmm. to do what they do on the back end. You know, um, a lot of times, the back end, you say, okay, well, they were able to get interceptions or they were able to do what they do because of the pass rush. Or you look at the other way. Uh, the pass rush was able to do what they were able to do because of, you know, because of the coverage. I think we have a combination of both. And with with that being said, and Kansas city having the injuries that they have, Nicole Harmon is not going to be able to play. Juju Smith, uh, Juju uh, Smith Schuster is going to be hobbled. And, and, and Darius, Tony, You know, I've been a big Kadarius Tony fan, you know, as far as our show, um, goes, but Jelani's been getting on me. You know, like (laughs) Kadarius Tony, he's good. He's really good. He just can't stay healthy. The only person that can stop Kadarius Tony is his hamstring, you know? So when I, when I, when I look at that, you know, I just look at the Philadelphia defense and I think that these guys are really hungry and Hassan Reddick. 17 and a half sacks this season. No one even considered him for defensive player of the year. But he was only like a sack away from Joey Bosa. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, you you see what I'm saying? So I just think so many storylines play out for the Eagles players to just be hungry and to go out there and and do what they got to do.
2: All right. So let's talk about this. How does the game break down in your opinion What does Philadelphia have to do to get themselves another championship? Um, like you said, you got some chiefs that are hobbled you got a you know you got a quarterback that everybody's anticipating should be pretty good to go, but again, you never know when you're dealing with ankle sprains. So what do the Eagles have to do to bring it home, John Fisher?
3: Uh, as far as, as far as, in my opinion, not turn, not turn, not turn, turn over the football.
2: Excuse me. I agree. I agree with that. If yep. we don't
3: turn over the football, I think we have a good chance. We have a great chance of winning this football, uh, football game. Um, when you come to these high level moments, it comes down to turnovers and what you can do off the turnover. So right. I and feel like hurts. if Philadelphia, cannot turn over the football offensively, you know, and find a way to get some turnovers defensively, hey, hey man, where, where, where are the drivers from? Right. Okay. Um, and, 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 and I'm going to say this, girl. Let me talk. Let me talk a little bit
2: trash.
3: Maybe not. Just, all we have to do is not turn the football over offensively because our running game, um, I feel like, it, it's so superior. You know, we're running for 200-something yards in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like when you know what we're going to do and you still can't stop it, that makes you a dominant team. Oh, no. That makes you a dominant Very team. Well so, I feel like for as long as Nick Ceriani doesn't get cute and say, hey, we're going to throw the ball the first 15 plays of the game, i I think
2: we have a good shot go with what got you there absolutely man all right fish well hey man i'm gonna let you get out of here man you you've uh uh, given us about half hour of your time i want to thank you so much um you know like you said man we haven't talked in a a minute um so it has been uh, an honor to have you on the show and before I get you out of here, though, Fish, because you are on so many different shows and doing so many different things, tell the people how they can follow you and, and the shows you're part of and where they can catch you.
3: Hey, man, y'all can um, catch us on Sundays, Wrap It Up Sports, um, on YouTube. We are video now, and um, I have taken a rest from cooking with the microwave. However, mm-hmm. you go. You know yes. one thing we are going to do a cooking with the microwave if if Philadelphia wins this game oh, so um okay. all right. i I urge all of you it might be under the wrap it up sports um tag, but you know uh uh, uh either way we look at it uh we got andy reed let uh, let me let me let me take it this way though <laughs> we have Andy Reid yes. going against his old team. Yes. My so, coach going yeah. against his whole team. You know what I'm saying? Yep. We have his the mentor. Kelsey brothers. I, we have right. the Kelsey brothers. You know what I'm saying? Both who already have one Super Bowl ring. Like, this is a dinner table discussion. Right. This is a dinner table discussion. And what are we miss- going to
2: do? The history of the you you two black saying? quarterbacks. <laughs> I mean, this is nuts. Everything. Yeah, not, right, to mi- right. not to mention... This is the first time we
3: have two black quarterbacks facing off. Yeah. Um, you know, there's so many storylines from this Super Bowl. I, 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 I'm a, I'm proud that my team is is a part of it, and okay. we'll see if we'll be we able to handle handle
2: No doubt, no doubt. Hey, well, Fish again, my man. Thank you so much for taking some time to sit down with Sports Done Right. I wish your Eagles all the luck. I mean, because I, I really don't have. Um, a dog in the fight. I don't really care who wins. I want to see a good game, and I just don't want it decided by referees at the end. So you know, truly, the better team wins. But man, congratulations, and you know, to the now Eagles. Talk a little fans, trash, Doug? Oh, what's what's up? What's up? Let, let me let me talk
3: a little trash. Um, like I said before, <laughs> since Kurt Warner, I believe no MVP who, who has participated in the Super Bowl has won the Super Bowl. Right. <laughs> and, right. and as much as I love Andy Reid, hey, man, he's he, he going to get to work. He's going to have to get that work. You know, well, um, I feel As like, they, as they feel say, like man, Andy
2: Reid has I, two weeks to prepare for you. Be careful.
3: Yeah, yeah. Andy Reid is not one to lose Off of a week, you know, and and that's, and that's also a scary thing. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm looking at, Hey, look, if we take away number 87, if we take away Travis Kelsey, I don't know what they're going to do offensively, you know? Uh, And, but however, Patrick Mahomes, he's a special dude, you know? So
2: of course, if
3: it's somebody who will be able to figure out,
2: it's gonna be him.
3: How to maneuver without number eighty-seven? Yep, it will be that guy. You know, exactly. so I, I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a lot of fireworks going on.
2: Cool, brother. All right, man. Well, hey, again, thank you, Fisher. We will be watching. Uh, oh, real quick, final score.
3: Final score. I would say Philadelphia thirty-one, and the city twenty-four. All right,
2: my man, I appreciate it. Thank you for joining us, and I can't wait to get you back, brother.
3: Hey, man, hey, I love you. You know that for sure, and and, uh, and I'm glad you got me on it, and I appreciate all the partners that you've done for me in the
2: past. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Stay out of trouble, motherfucker. <laughs>
3: hey, 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 look, I, no more trouble for me, man. There you go, there you go
2: all right that was my man john fisher coming from us or coming to us from the atl atl atlanta georgia atlanta ga appreciate you fish and uh yeah the gov has definitely handed out a pardon or two to get fish out of a a couple things a couple things we'll just keep that on the down low but thank you again my friend uh from the kansas city side of things What's Mahomes' ankle going to be like? That's always going to be the big question to start things off. Uh, Can you contain Kelsey? His main option, you know, like we were saying, so many storylines, the Kelsey brothers. um, You know, just all kinds of stuff going on here. And early on, I do like Philadelphia in this game. I do like them in a close game, um, right now I'm thinking somewhere like 31-27, uh, something something in there, something in there with Jalen running in a couple touchdowns for his Eagles, and you know, I, I guess I'm a huge fan of Jalen Hurts, you know, I am not Alabama fan, but I just, I respected him and what he did, and Um, you know, everything he dealt with at BAM. So, as I said, when the Vikings had an opportunity where they had those two draft picks that I think they were 23 and 25 and they definitely had the opportunity to take him but did not, I thought they made a mistake. So, I feel like I can be kind of, be vindicated here if Jalen Hurts does, in fact, win the Super Bowl. So, Get your bets in uh, for entertaining or entertainment purposes only, of course. Uh, and it's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Story breaking: San Diego State and SMU are looking to become the two teams that are going to join the Pac-12. So keep an eye out with that, Brett McMurphy. I'm looking on my phone right now as I'm speaking. So San Diego State, SMU, our top Pac-12 expansion candidates, makes sense geographically. Uh, San Diego State, they've always been kind of an interesting program to me. San Diego is such a great city. If you haven't been there, get there, my favorite city, my favorite city in the country, and it, it has always kind of perplexed me how, you know, there's just no facilities, but San Diego's a different place, man. It's all about being at the beach, being on the water. There's so much to do outside. You know, they're still rocking the, the arena there that the Clippers played in back in the 70s and 80s before the Clippers went up to L.A. I mean, think of that. They have... Rocked this same old school arena forever. They didn't want to build a new stadium to keep the Chargers there. They did get a stadium for the Padres. Seemed to be more of a baseball town now. Even though the Chargers had a loyal, loyal fan base. But hey, San Diego State would be interesting because then maybe they'll start up in the facilities Maybe they'll figure out a a new place for them to play. I don't know, but we'll stay tuned there and see what happens. All right, with that being said, just going to touch on our Minnesota Vikings real quick here. Bear with me. And just going to bring you some sound on Brian Flores being named the new Minnesota Vikings defensive coordinator. A lot of positive feedback so far. Uh, This is coming from Cameron Wolf, NFL Network. Uh, Him and the main man, uh, Big Gabe Henderson, talking about Brian Flores coming over to Minnesota. So here's what we got there. I hope this sound works out here as I'm trying to do a little trick to see if we can capture the sound. So bear with me one moment here as I get this set up. And here we go. Cameron Wolf from NFL Network joins me today. And Cam, this Vikings defensive coordinator position has been vacant for 18 days. Now, recent news, the Vikings have announced that Brian Flores, former Miami Dolphins head coach who was recently with the Pittsburgh Steelers this past year, is now the new def- new defensive coordinator for this Minnesota Vikings team in 2023. Uh, you covered Brian for three years during his stint as the head coach in Miami. What are Minnesota Vikings fans getting in Brian in
0: 2023? Well, first, I love the, the hire for the Vikings. I think that uh, he will be a big boost. So that defense which let's be frank needs a bunch of boosting. And so I think that uh what Brian Flores does best is building a defense up from where they were to taking them to top 10 levels. And you're going to learn very quickly he's a no-nonsense guy mm-hmm. and he's a guy who his defenses are always playing up to their talent. He gets the most out of guys, you know. He he has ways of motivating guys so that they reach their potential and your style of defense you're going to see a guy who runs an aggressive scheme a lot more man coverage a lot more blitzing and he likes to bring the onus on offenses versus be reactionary. And so because of that, you'll give up some big plays sometimes, but more likely than not, you'll be the defense that causes the big plays. That was my experience in Miami, and uh, especially as players learn the scheme more by year two and by year three, you started to see a defense that was very comfortable in what they did, and they weren't changing for any offense.
2: Exactly. That's it. That's why we're excited to have him here can't be worse than what we had. I mean, you know, with Ed Donatel, we, everybody campaigned for him to get fired and finally did. So now that we got Donatello out of here, bring on Brian Flores. Going to have to figure out which players he's going to be working with. Who do the Vikings want to stay? Is Harrison out of here? I assume maybe Patrick is done as well back there in the defensive backfield. Definitely got to get much younger at the linebacker position. We found that out in the playoff game against the Jets. Uh, the, just the whole defense just looked old and tired, and that was after starting you know, this season. Very excited, and Zadarius Smith, does he stick around? I mean – all kinds of questions here for the Minnesota Vikings. So, all right, folks, we're going to get out of here. Another Sports Done Right is in the books. Again, want to thank Seventh Avenue Pizza. Want to thank Cultivated CBD, the Pigskin Podcast Network, as well. Make sure you go there to check out not only my show, but tons of other shows for all the other fan bases, college football. Got the Hockey Network, got the Basketball Network as well. So with that being said, I am Vince Wright. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at the Big Smooth one That's the number one after The Big Smooth. And yes, make sure you follow me. Sports Done Right also on Instagram and Facebook. Just type in Sports Done Right, W-R-I-G-H-T, my last name. And next week we'll be talking to you post-Super Bowl. And can't wait. It's going to be a very fun, interesting game. Going to go check out some of the stuff down here over the next two, three days before the game hits on Sunday. So can't wait. Have a good evening. Take care, you guys. Stay safe out there. And we'll be back with you next week. Sports Vince Wright saying take care.
1: Thank you for listening to Sports Done Right